Welcome back to the As You Go podcast. Hopefully you remember that we're currently in a special series, deviating for a short time from our regular family devotion pattern and instead focusing specifically on parenting and technology with tech tips for parents. I recognize and personally feel the struggle of parenting and technology, especially during this bizarre time of social distancing. In fact, many news outlets have reported about the fact that screen time among children and their parents, for that matter, has skyrocketed since the shelter-in-place rules have come out. In addition to that, study after study shows the negative effects of increased screen time on people, particularly kids. There are widespread implications from loss of sleep to anxiety and depression to even links to learning challenges long term. It is for those reasons and many more that our last episode dealt with your power and responsibility as a parent to initiate and follow through with boundaries and rules for screen time for your kids. No one is going to do it for you. So I continue to encourage you to set realistic boundaries and stick to them for the welfare of your family. But for this episode, I want to take a more positive approach. Let's steer away from the doom and gloom for a moment and instead focus on the benefits of technology and screen time. For example, my sons are still able to connect with their teachers and classmates over Zoom calls. This has seemed to really improve their mood and their sense of normalcy during this time. Not only that, but my sons have spent time FaceTiming with their cousins that live far away, even playing board games with each other when they're not together. I think that's really great. Yes, we have been watching more TV overall, but we often try to utilize that time to watch movies together, in the same room, at the same time, even having discussions related to what we see. Finally, there are even times when individual screen time serves as a helpful reward for things like finishing schoolwork or helping with chores. Like I said last week, there is a time and a place for technology in our family, but it isn't all the time and it isn't every place. It all comes down to a simple question that I hope is helpful to you as you set these boundaries for your family. That question is this, is it beneficial? In the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking through and combating conversations that have been happening among believers concerning grace. The idea going around was, if the grace of Jesus covers all our sins and Jesus' work on the cross is entirely effective and complete— then why do we not just do whatever we want? In fact, if grace is good, then we can just enjoy more of that good grace by sinning more than before. The grace of Jesus is good, and it is entirely effective at covering our sin. But Paul wants to make the point strongly that grace isn't a free pass to sin, mostly because sin, even sin that is covered eternally by the grace of Jesus, still has consequences. And for those who love and appreciate and rely on the good grace of Jesus, we don't see it as a free pass to sin, but instead as the remedy to the cancer of sin. Grace is a cure, a freedom, and we would be foolish to return to the slave master and ask for the chains to be placed back on our wrists. All of this leads to the statement that I think applies well to our topic today. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Will you be okay with increased screen time? 
Will you and your family emerge from this shelter-in-place fiasco still able to function normally? Will you be able to go about your normal life? Well, probably. Those negative effects might still be there, but you'll be willing to ignore them or overlook them or make excuses for them and go right along just being okay. But I don't think that your ultimate goal as a parent is to just raise kids that are okay. I don't think your goal for yourself should be to end your life with a net neutral result. No, we are called to raise our families in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So especially with prevalent issues like technology stealing the attention and affection of you and your kids, we must ask ourselves the question, is this beneficial? Sure, it may be permissible, but is it actually beneficial? We're not asking, will we be okay? We're not asking, is this culturally normal? We're not asking, is this behavior like other kids their age? We're asking, is it beneficial? Is it constructive? Is it pushing and growing and developing your kids into what you believe they should be? The boundaries of time and place that we established on our last episode are meant to help you keep control of technology in your home instead of it controlling you. Boundaries keep the question of whether or not it is beneficial in perspective. So I want to get very practical as we finish up for today. Let me give you some concrete examples of how asking this question actually plays out in my family. So I may ask, is playing video games beneficial for our family? Well, the answer is sometimes. When we play games together, we're actually interacting and having fun as a family when we can't go out as much as we would like to. I could make some recommendations for good family video games like Mario Kart or Super Mario Party or Just Dance or Animal Crossing. All of those things are fun for lots of ages and promote interactions that can be really beneficial. So for our family, yes, playing video games together is beneficial. Is it beneficial for my kids to play video games or be alone without me? Well, the answer to that is rarely. It is okay for our kids to cash in break time from classwork and play for 15 to 30 minutes at a time by themselves. It gives them and us time alone to recharge. Yes, it is a pain to monitor and regulate that timing, but I must if I want the time to be beneficial. Now, on a quick side note, I believe it is safest and best for my kids to never play games where they interact with anyone over the internet. None ever. That includes things like Fortnite or even things like Roblox where they're able to type and communicate. They are not allowed to communicate with strangers at all through a video game ever. Another question I might ask is, is social media beneficial? Well, for adults at this time with wisdom and limitations, yes, I think it's really shown that it's something that's a good, helpful tool for us to stay in contact with many people. And it happens to be a major way that I do a lot of ministry right now. But you may be in a place in parenting where you ask yourself, is social media beneficial for your kids and middle schoolers? Unfortunately, the answer is no. This is not just my opinion. Loads of studies have been done and found negative effects of social media on kids, tweens, and teens. 
We'll talk more in depth about that in future episodes, but right now, just know that no self-respecting child psychologist or therapist would claim that anything about Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or any other social media is actually what we would call beneficial to kids. We don't have to continue down a list of examples because I think you get the idea. Take a step back and look at your family as objectively as possible, asking yourself the question, is the role of technology in our lives currently beneficial? If the answer is no, then you need to employ that power and responsibility that we talked about last week and establish some healthy boundaries today. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this tech tip, check out our church at www.aspengrovechurch.org. We are currently streaming our services each week on Facebook and our website at 10 a.m. on Sundays. I'm Matt Funk, and we'll see you next time on As You Go.